0: Hello and welcome to Lights Camera Blokes, a movie talk review podcast hosted by myself, Ned Colin, and fellow bloke, Sean Culligan. This is our first episode. It's a little rough around the edges, but we had a lot of fun making it, and we hope someone out there will find it and enjoy listening. If that sounds like something you're doing right now, then thanks so much. It's early days, but we're hoping it will only come together better and better as we go. I promise next time I'll remember to turn on my mic so it's not the shitty laptop audio. I'll have another special message at the end, but until then, we hope you enjoy. Yeah. I guess we're the blokes, right? I don't know who yeah. else would... Yeah, finally, man, finally. Been it's been, to been do too that. long like from five months ago Uh,
1: those were the initial you know the concept stages we we really needed to fine-tune it to get it to a
0: very professional grade before the titanic there was like a smaller boat i'm guessing you know where they just arcs in general i guess you know uh and now here we are and uh we haven't figured out what we're going to call this series. We're just going to be talking we're... about Takeshi Kitano. Yeah, um... I think it should be a series. I think we. Talk I think it's a series. Yeah,
1: I could talk about his movie. Fifty
0: episodes of Takeshi Kitano. Yeah, yeah,
1: could I do could, it. I could do it. Uh, we could call it Lights, Camera, Beat. We could call it Lights, Camera, Kitano. I don't know. We got. We'll, we'll, we'll think about it. We'll have a beat little off.
0: jingle. We call it the be- beat. The bloke, the beat the bloke, off. The, the beat homes. off the blokes beat off there you go all right we started highbrow and that's how we intend to continue i'm feeling it and you know where do you start but the beginning we won't be starting at the beginning we're talking about boiling point because this film goes hard i think it's a great place to start (laughs) because i I don't know anything much about takeshi Kitano at the moment but such a weird dude just from like glancing at his history so and we'll be learning about him all together listeners and blokes alike I think you told me to watch this at first didn't you like a year ago this, this was this was um
1: I've known about Beat for a while because I watched a film that he did called "Ooh, it's uh Outrage Coda and and that film is just mobster stuff and I loved it. I was like, I need to look into more of these. And when you search for some of his films, there's a scene, a really famous still from this movie, which is him in the grove of Birds of Paradise Flowers, where he's got the little crown on. Mm. And and that scene alone was like, okay, I need to I need to go watch this movie. So yeah, that's where I wanted to wanted to start.
0: Yeah, this this movie was like this of what I've seen so far. I've only seen like three uh, Takeshi films. Boiling Point is definitely my favorite because it's just yeah. I think it's just the perfect iteration of whatever Takeshi Kitano is trying to do. <laughs> but it's also weird to start on these movies because like his movies, the unifier seems to be they're all quite like there's a. A violence to all of them and they're quite dark and then yeah. you look into who t- t- Takeshi Kitano was he was like a very goofy comedian and tv show host and musician and like yeah he's done it all my understanding was he was a comedy guy before he before he was directing films he was like uh like a game show host and like he a comedy had... show host and he might have had the did he do the duo thing? I think a yeah, lot of yeah. He had a a yeah. beat Takeshi. Beat Takeshi was like an icon before he was a director. <laughs> this is the magic of the podcast. We will learn- everything there is to know about Takeshi Katana because I want to watch some of his like early comedy now because what's yeah, we will talk about like we'll talk about Violent Cop another time because that was a film that came before this but what was interesting about Violent Cop is he kind of ended up directing and pretty much writing it by like circumstance it wasn't in the books for him it wasn't like his vision to begin with he kind of fell into taking it on and he went super dark because he was was mostly a comedy guy then and I don't think a lot of people took a lot of people didn't take uh, violent cops very seriously because it's kind of like I don't know who's the goofiest American comedian you can think of Uh, it's, it's like Jeff Foxworthy is Jeff Foxworthy. It's the, it's Larry, the cable guy popping up in like American psycho and you wouldn't take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no, no one took right. it seriously. Yeah. So oh, shit, I'm going to keep bumming the mic. These are early days. You know, this is before we get our studio in, in LA. And before but, uh, I do research, because I did not know
1: <laughs> that uh, he had the comedy duo in the 70s. I thought he was... Because I, I just know him from all these, like, quirky commercials and all the variety shows that Vienna's mom used to watch.
0: No, um, the dude was, like, super famous, which I think that's what's so interesting. Yeah. Is, wow. Is then I've, get, I've learned then something already. See, we're all learning. We're all learning something. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's... I mean, let's... We We're just chatting... Yeah. Away about Katana, but Boiling Point, yeah, in the best baseball movie of all time. Sean, discuss. Great, greatest baseball movie of all time. I'm gonna put it up there with The Natural, uh, with Field of Dreams. What's the one with Madonna where uh, girls don't cry in baseball or something? Uh, League of Brown? Yeah, Yes, League of own. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's sounds cool. right. Yep. Uh, uh yeah. this is this might be the best one. And then maybe it's the best Hawaiian shirt movie, but I'm told Sonatine might be the best Sonotin. Hawaiian shirt movie. Yeah, that that
1: one I took some some screen grabs of this movie just for the yeah. fits, you know, to recreate my own Aloha shirt fit. I think it's going to be a common theme whenever they they do these uh Okinawa films where the setting takes you south of Tokyo, you know. Very, very south of Tokyo, and uh, you get some great
0: Aloha shirts. So, dude, that I, I, I rewatched. I've watched it twice now, and I rewatched it pretty recently. But yeah, they most of the not most. I think like the the second act of that film kind of takes part there, and I'd not seen yeah. that place, and I was like, it was. I, I'd not seen Japan from there. It looked amazing, and I did think. I got confused. I was like, are they in Hawaii? Because I see like a lot of it looks. Like, yeah, it's a uh, very um, Hawaiian styled island. It's
1: south of the basically the main island of Japan. Um, I think there's uh, I'm blanking. I think it's five islands of Japan, but Okinawa is these tiny little islands very south of Japan. And they used to be called the Ryushu Islands, um, and Japan took them over. So there's, the, the culture there, because it was so isolated from Japan when Japan was doing a lot of the samurai era things, um, they have like a completely different style. And then now, these days, it's it's more... <laughs> Like Hawaii. Like the the water is super, super Gatorade blue. It's do they do do they do tub. something to the
0: water or no, no, that... it's
1: just it's just tropic water. It's a great place to go. I've never been, so it's on my list.
0: Being the beast of <laughs> us recording this, I realized uh that all we've said is like let's introduce this movie and I introduced it as a baseball movie and then we talked about like traveling oh, yeah. to the Japanese Okinawa. South. So yeah. I think like right out the gate, we're saying if you've you know, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen this film, uh, we won't immediately talk about, you know, all the minutiae of it, but we will say like this is a movie to go and see if you like weird for me it's like a weird slow burn, dark comedy mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it's mm-hmm. got a great like fish out of water vibe. It's a Yakuza movie, but the main character really is not a Yakuza guy. Uh I guess summing it up quickly, it's about a kid ends up <laughs> some boiling, yeah, boiling, boiling I think like weirdly, <laughs> weirdly it's like a coming of age film
1: in a in a weird way, um but it's also like being very naive through childhood, and he's not a child it's it's just like the naivete of a relationship of like friendship, and then i don't know yeah yeah it's it's a it's a tough one to to so, put into a box because it's about it's
0: a, not about a kid it's called a kid called Masaki who works at like a garage or something, like yeah like car wash area hey he works this shitty job he plays in this uh baseball team and he's not good he's very he's (laughs) He's quiet he's He's shy he's single and awkward he's got like friends but he's he's not really very able to prove himself and he ends up pissing off the yakuza when he's kind of moping about at work and this kind of leads to a, a A domino effect of events, which ends with his baseball coach getting threatened by the yakuza. So he and a friend decide to travel to South Japan to buy guns and help, (laughs) you know, exact revenge on the yakuza.
1: there is where we say if that sounds interesting go watch this movie yeah i recommend i would recommend this movie to 80 percent of the people i know because i know 20 percent would just be like
0: this is not this sounds boring oh don't go in thinking it's gonna be like a gangster film it's not it's like a it's weird not taken. it's uh like a fish out of water goes on a violent road trip adventure yeah. kind of thing and it's great uh so yeah tune tune it off Tune away. I don't know, however you want to tune. Yeah, yeah. Turn, <laughs> tune out if, if you don't want to. Go don't s- want to yeah, yeah. And if, if you don't want to
1: tune out because you like spoilers and you think that makes movies even better. I agree with
0: you. I am I think I don't care about spoilers. And you're my kind of listener now because you don't watch a movie to know, you know, is it like everyone thinks watching films about like the twist. It's not. It's about how you get from A to Z. I've watched Lord of the Rings like 50 times. And I got friends that ask, you know what's going to happen? Why are you watching it for the 50th time? And I tell them to go away <laughs> because it's, it's about mood. the journey. Exactly. It's a movie. It's a mood. It's a, yeah. mood. It's a vibe boiling points definitely a, a vibe it's definitely oh. an aesthetic
1: you know like this would be a whole tumblr page back in 2007 2009 like oh. people just go into town on this movie screen grabs like i'm about to do because i have like 30 screen grabs we should so like
0: we'll find some way to upload all these screen grabs because yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking i'm
1: thinking a, an instagram page would uh be the best so uh let's say insert you username here okay
0: yeah <laughs> crikey <laughs> very... take you a
1: bunch of work to do ned
0: oh fuck, man i'm gonna be up for like three more hours now uh <laughs> yeah so boiling point oh so, yeah
1: We'll put those photos.
0: Because the the look, the aesthetic of this movie is just fantastic. Like I don't know what it is. Uh, I had the cinematographer written down somewhere. I've lost it since. But really, it's Takeshi's direction of wanting these like these great. I don't know what you'd call them. These great wide shots where it's kind oh, of dead God. on Wes Anderson style where okay. you know you'll get the you'll get the front of a building dead on and you'll have all these people just full body standing around it and the composition of these shots is so it's great. Spot.
1: It's so it's so good. There's okay, so right off the bat. <laughs> right off the, the bat. bat. Right off the fucking bat.
0: Fucking bat man. Sean fuck yeah. man. <laughs> we
1: uh we we are in a baseball like scene. And um, no, he's Sean, playing baseball.
0: you got to backtrack. You you backtrack, man. He's in the toilet. OK, uh, sat, he's sat it's in the insane. dark, in the toilet. And he's then, in the toilet. And then he goes. Yeah, the that's place. a
1: great opening scene. Just like straight out the toilet. Straight uh the toilet. The eye. You can see the
0: eyes, right? It- you just I see his eyes. That's all you see. Yeah, but the- then we'll talk about the ending but Mm -hmm. I'm very looking forward to getting your thoughts on the the whole ending. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh. So, so, so comes out the toilet, they're playing a game. There's this incredible shot at the beginning where after the game, Asaki, he's just trash. He's mopey. He just doesn't want to do anything right. And he just kind of, screws up does, he strikes out yeah. First yeah he strikes strike. out so he uh, game ends but there's a shot there where it's kind of exactly what you said it's it's wide and then it's dead on with the the backstop of the baseball diamond um in the background so there's this big square thing and then both teams like right next to each other and they're doing a little bow um to say thank you for the game at the end, um, and that is just like awesome. It's just the the angle of like the teams lined up horizontal or like just lined up going straight to the umpire. Yeah, left it. That's, that's a typical like katano shot.
0: In the background of that shot, twice when they cut because it's like this wide shot where you get the the cityscape far off in the background, and you see this train going past. In a couple of the shots, I was like wondering, is that good luck or was Takeshi like, we're not shooting this until that train's going by?
1: (laughs) You know what? That's a great wow. I I missed that, but it's great. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it honestly because depending on where they shot this, the train's going to go by like every few minutes. So. Mm -hmm. They could just wait until it comes by. Just wait it
0: out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Anyway, it's just a detail. But then I love the coach. The dude who's the coach is like... (laughs) the perfect pissed-off uncle type of guy. <laughs> like, uh, you know,
1: yeah, he, and he's just, like, yelling. Yeah, mean, uh, he, he, does he have, like, multiple women
0: that are after his... He says trip? so, but he's always just sat with his girlfriend, who's, like, yeah. the same... She's the same lady throughout. <laughs> and, yeah, he's just a perfectly cast. And uh, we'll talk a bit about casting, because Masaki is Masaki, <laughs> a really interesting kid. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, he... He plays the, like, he's kind of lost wherever he goes, and he does it so well. You wonder, like, how much is this guy acting? And how much did they, like, (laughs) how much is, like, Takeshi just wants this guy, guy. (laughs) and he just looked lost on set all day. That's the guy they got. Yeah,
1: he was cast very well. Like, I think there was another character in in a movie that I watched by beat Takeshi that has a very similar character that just mopes around all the time. And I think it's kind of his thing. We need to explore that. Maybe maybe he he identifies with them. I don't know. We'll
0: see. Yeah, and it's definitely that mopiness. This is definitely like quite a it's quite a funny movie. Like I think it's it's really dark. <laughs> it's a dark Yeah, movie. It is it is humorous watching this kid just kind of look completely lost while he's facing down it's Yakuza. Apathy. It's like yeah. it's it's just apathy. He does not care about anything really. Like he's... So once he's he's gone off and he's like pissed off the Yakuza because he doesn't do a good job cleaning up this guy's car. Uh, and, he- and I will add that in
1: that in that whole scene where uh, he, he messes up the car, there's another yeah. great shot of like a wide with the the shop in the background. He's kind of to the left of these three guys. It's like three people that work there. And he's just like over the shoulder, just looking super
0: apathetic. Like he just does not care what he did. <laughs> No, it's great. And he goes, takes a swing at this guy who turns out to be Yakuza. And it turns into this whole, like, messy inner scuffle with the Yakuza. Masaki's baseball coach ends up pissing off even more Yakuza (laughs) because he goes to a casino and starts, like, making a scene. And it turns out that he, too... Is Yakuza or was Yakuza? It was a,
1: Yakuza. And there's a line left. like you
0: can't just yeah. be Yakuza when it suits you, and so yeah. the Yakuza are now pissed off at his baseball coach, and you can't have that. How are you going to make playoffs if <laughs> your coach has been killed by the Yakuza? Uh, I think Masu- M- Masaki gets uh, invited out to meet the Yakuza to resolve this, and Masaki meets uh, with like the boss of yep. the guy he pissed off, but then his boss. So. So basically what happens is Masaki
1: and Iguchi, which is the the baseball coach, they go back to the yakuza sub headquarters and Iguchi is there to kind of make things well, he's there to to have Masaki and and him kind of Masaki wants to apologize. He wants to apologize and just like get it done with in his
0: pathetic
1: way. And yeah, <laughs> he's just like whatever, like I'm done with it and sorry. But Iguchi Just makes everything way worse. He has a lot of pride, so he gets into it with this other guy, um, which is the other mob boss. It's not the guy who Masaki initially messed up his car or just didn't clean his car right.
0: This is where it gets confusing. Yeah, this is where it gets confusing. So in between all this happening, there's like a lot of slice of life stuff where Masaki, like he goes and his friends are telling him to get his life together. And he meets a girl who he starts kind of seeing yeah. and they go I like
1: the
0: to. Yeah, yeah. The scene where they take a bus to go to the aquarium and meet some like clowny fisherman.
1: That, that Dude, was so
0: good. That's like one of the best parts of the movie where they're just what, on the bus. What did you say his name is? It's he says like, his name's like Darren or something. Yeah, it's like, like, like Hank. Some... It was some American. It was so good. Uh, but this is where, like, I'm not sure how much... Because they meet this guy on the bus. They're like, oh, you, how long you kids been going out? Like, you guys done it yet? <laughs> and yeah, they just start yeah. laughing at him. And I'm like, this looks so real. <laughs> like, are they no, just laughing at him? And that's set? exactly
1: what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> th- this just seems like ad lib. You know, just mm. they get up there and this dude's just going to crack jokes. And it to me, if it if it was just real and and they're just recording it, um, I could totally see it because it's supposed to just be this chill day that they're having and that they're out and, you know, going to the aquarium and everything. And he like is on the motorcycle. So, So there's that shot. There's a couple shots here where there's one shot that's really good. It's like a crane shot above the motorcycle. It's just them two and they're like wearing their helmets. I don't know what it is, but it's just their dead center, kind of like that Wes Anderson shot that I'm sure. He's seen this movie, so now all of his movies have <laughs> dead center uh, framing, but great shot there. The last scene is that like that wide shot you're talking about where they're at the Coca-Cola vending machines. and she oh, that in is bike, such a good and shot. They <laughs> see kind of a little bit of the skyline and yeah. sunset there's a field yeah 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 those and
0: it's those two vending machines i don't know in japan sean do they just have vending machines in the middle of a cornfield because that's yeah. great yep. finally my yep. need for coca-cola can be satiated while i'm out on the farm that's the dream and, and then like he plays a, a baseball game and actually hits the ball but completely fucks it up because he's dopey yeah. as hell and it's just like this weird slice of life stuff that feels really kind of dreamlike and uh, and kind of daydreamy and mopey and then that kind of comes it all comes to a head when uh masaki goes out with a friend to buy guns to help his (laughs) baseball coach fend off the yakuza uh and it's like he's not the man for the job he's like super dopey and this is like fifty minutes into a movie where not much has happened. It's super slow, and he flies out, and that's when he meets Takeshi Kitano, who plays Uhara, who's a deranged yakuza killer. And they she go is on the like, worst person. Yeah, they go for like a day out kind of thing, and it goes as awfully as you think it's going to go. It's the like this side or this
1: character that B Takeshi plays um, is like the worst character I've seen him
0: play, and like. Like, it's and this so was cause dark he because everyone no one was taking him seriously still as an actor everyone still thought of him as a comedian he did that like dark violent movie um, his first film Violent Cop his film called fucking Violent Cop <laughs> you know he's asking for a brand change so he just goes darker in this where he's like he's murdering people he's sexually assaulting women and he's, men. and men he's just like puts everyone on edge at all times he's just like like the bull in the he's china shop he's a complete yeah. psychopath yeah. and like it's he's great and he's got his own kind of story of revenge going where the yakuza has essentially told him like you've got to bring us money and your finger by tomorrow morning or you're a dead man so this oh yeah <laughs> and and he goes about it the like just most psychopathic way possible yeah like he's he's not going to cut his own finger off so that's why he meets masaki because he's out to get guns as well and they just it's people meeting on separate journeys and it's the kind of like you know these people pass one another and never to meet again but it's just a fateful kind of day of complete violence and mayhem that's great it's great i mean yeah uh he cuts off his best friend's finger he like I, he's like super awful. it's just like some really awful shit takeshi yeah. clearly wanted to do violence sure. which sure. included but... like it included death and rape and like the worst shit and uh, yeah. i mean Women don't do very well in what I've seen of Takeshi's movies, which. Yeah. Uh, and there and, and there's kind of a there's a lot of hitting of
1: women. And it's mm. like it's interesting because I feel like you don't see this kind of like portrayal in. And like even American films, even when like they're doing awful things like to, to women, you don't see them getting hit. And like Takeshi's just like full on hitting her in the back of the head. I don't know oh, if yeah. it's a cultural thing, but like not in, in terms of like it's, it's a little more in terms
0: of the. It does the, feel like it's someone who's like, I will do anything to get away from my comedy image. So, yeah, I'm just yeah, going to play yeah. like a terrible rapist and that'll yeah. do it. And yeah. I think it does it. I mean, I don't know how you <laughs> Go to a Takeshi Kitano stand up gig and enjoy that. But yeah, it's, I I think one of my favorite moments in that whole day out is in the karaoke bar where Takeshi's character is like hitting on one of these kids who has gone to buy guns. It's uh, Masaki's friend. He's like, hitting on his friend and it cuts to like Masaki's friend singing like terrible karaoke while a couple of people are dancing and then Takeshi just goes and glasses the guy in the table next door, (laughs) sits down, stands up, glasses him again, all while like terrible karaoke is being sung and it may, might be the best part of the film (laughs) because it's just, it's just violent and awful and darkly hilarious and bad karaoke is always funny, so...
1: (laughs) yeah it's a juxtaposition of awful karaoke with just awful violence
0: yeah yeah and then I think my favorite shot of the whole film I love Takeshi leaning in those flowers but my favorite shot of the film might just be um the four of them sat eating ice cream outside of some (laughs) convenience store yeah three of them get ice cream and then Takeshi's girlfriend doesn't (laughs) (laughs) because he's awful and it's just her looking upset while three of them eat ice cream beautifully framed yeah, uh, and it's great and that's got to go on whatever instagram page we throw it on because there's there's
1: some some great shots throughout the whole okinawa trip there's um prior to the okinawa trip there there's a scene where there are three people are driving a truck and then two people are on a bike and if you it's a back shot of the truck the three of them and then the way they framed it is the woman in the middle in the truck um her black hair is allowing the reflection of the bike to be yeah to be seen so you get all five of them it's that's like that was my favorite shot um and then back in okinawa they have there's like a really good shot of just um Takeshi Kitano he's sitting in the back of a car he's got blood on his chin and he's just staring deadpan at the at the um the camera and he looks very mean he's uh, he looks so mean there's there's another there's okay so let's get to the the shoot 'em up scene the reason they're picking these birds of paradise is to disguise a machine gun in a bouquet of flowers and there's a great shot of like Katano Katano unloading this gun into uh <laughs> Like, like it's a side profile unloading this gun and you just see like the flowers at the front, the handle of the gun and he's just, uh there is no emotion on his face, it's pretty.
0: Oh, so that seems great because, I mean, you've seen it before, you've seen like guy sneaks weapon in briefcase or bouquet of flowers and like it's like, oh, this is the big reveal when he turns it and shoots them but no, that's not how this scene works because he gives the guy his friend's finger and no money and the guy's like, that's not, a, this is an enough what are you doing and then he's just holding the flowers and either by accident or because he's a complete psycho you don't know but the gun just goes off into the ceiling like the gun fires from the bouquet into the ceiling and everyone just stares at him for a second because now they know he's <laughs> wielding some automatic rifle yeah then a guy gets shot and then he unloads into the room so the reveal yeah, is yeah. even the reveal is <laughs> the best part yeah yeah the reveal
1: is incredible
0: there's another part of it though where is you know, that's all the like fun ultraviolence but then immediately it cuts to like Kashi is raping some woman on the floor while his friend sits in the boss's chair who's been gunned down and you're like oh no this is horrific it's his
1: watch too and like uh, yeah the rate like uh, it's, it's disgusting <laughs> it's and dark
0: which is like tonally it all feels kind of dreamlike i mean i don't think it, fe- it. it's not I as don't. surrealist as like a, as like a david lynch film like i think weird dreamlike crime drama i think of, like blue velvet and david lynch you know and this doesn't go as surreal, but there's certainly moments of just where reality is kind of blurred. just like him yeah. squatting in the flowers with a flower crown and it's so weird that, that's uh, the art house part that that I think. I think it carries it through into it being something it's elevated over just like here's a crime drama movie. It's like here's a very weird slice of life crime drama you know yeah yeah no I think that's right. Slice of life crime drama is yeah. Probably- what I would
1: box this as in in a genre.
0: Anyway I think out of this nightmarish trip they managed to bring like one handgun back (laughs) because their assault rifle gets confiscated at the border because of course it does. I think Uh, I think that was purposeful though right because the whole idea it's meant to be like them kind of they distract the airport security. They put it it on somebody else's bag. They put it on somebody else's bag so that
1: guy's like why do you have this gun and then they walk through with a handgun. Yeah, But then they've only got a handgun for their trip to they just endured ultra violence and rape and uh some of the worst stuff and they only get a you know. they only
0: get a handgun which they take to the yakuza and then fail to be able to fire it because they don't know how to fire a gun and it's just a great little scene of them not able to fire a gun and they just get jumped by the yakuza uh, yeah masaki gets away dives into his girlfriend's car tries to work out the gun and then just shoots her windshield yeah what was
1: a whole he's like oh, oh, the safety was on.
0: Like, close uh. was <laughs> shield there's um so in that fight
1: scene where they're getting jumped um kazuo he has a pineapple forget the reason he had a pineapple but he has a pineapple and he's hitting people in the fight scene with the pineapple multiple times so there's all these right. little, like cuts of like the pineapple coming into the frame and then they um and
0: then just then lying down lying like, and down, yeah covered they in blood and there's a pineapple on the ground uh and he's
1: missing a, sh- a sandal like or like his sandals off to the side yeah it's framed very well um they're like in between two windows and stuff so Masaki um, goes... And then after, yeah.
0: Yeah, after... No, go.
1: No, after that, I like this scene because you see Masaki goes goes home, right? Masaki goes home or they leave. They, they dip out and then he goes back to Kazuo's house and then knocks on the door trying to talk to Kazuo. Kazuo's just walking away and he goes to a corner store where he buys ice cream. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, it's uh, a cute dude. moment.
1: <laughs> like, he's pissed. This is what I'm about, where it's like... The, and, like them being naive, like they just went through this whole like horrific event for anybody, where they've seen murder and rape, and uh, and they tried to kill somebody but they failed, and like they're just standing there eating ice cream. I don't know that that to me was the the scene that kind of put it like oh he's just a child still. They, they're both little kids still, like not little kids, but they're they're adolescent. no for
0: sure. And then Masaki goes and drives a fuel tanker into the Yakuza and blows up, killing himself and the Yakuza. You know, not much of a transition from me or the movie into, into <laughs> that. Uh, but that's kind of what happens next. Or then kind of does it because. Yeah. The film so this, ends. Is, this is where. This okay. is what I want to get your thoughts on, Sean, because yeah. the film ends with uh him back in that bathroom at the baseball game and it just kind of it finishes right where it, it began and the question is like was this a, a, the elaborate daydream of a boy dreaming of fighting off the yakuza or was yeah. this the you know or is this just the poetic little you I know have two,
1: i have two ideas here
0: go go i need to hear but I it i think
1: so so in the camp of it's a daydream I think there are some indicators one Masaki is just a wet blanket and apathetic and I have a feeling he would be a very like creative you know thoughtful person who can daydream this little clues would be like them eating ice cream like those things are like the childlike aspects that I would I would say point to him just daydreaming and even the date where like he imagines going on a date with a girl and like there's a weird fisherman dude and like that is all ephemeral and and kind of weird. So to me, that's where I'm like, oh, it's just a dream. You know, like this whole movie was just him in a bathroom during the game. He doesn't want to be playing. And like he's imagining getting better at baseball, getting a girl, like going on an adventure and then blowing up the Yakuza. And like, that's it. The other part of me thinks I don't like a cop out. So I think uh, <laughs> I think he did it. And, that just, <laughs> and then, you know, when you die, like that's it. But you know, you can restart the whole movie and maybe it's a parallel universe thing where like, okay, that's the end of Masaki in this world. Okay. Masaki in the next parallel universe. This is how it starts over again.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm all against cop out as well. Like it was a dream the whole time. It's lazy, but it was a daydream while a man was taking a shit is I guess a less lazy cop out. I'm down for that. I guess, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the whole thing is very much, it's super dreamlike, like the whole thing. It's yeah. weird and semi-surreal at times and and weirdly childish and like, uh, I, she's too good looking to be going out with him. <laughs> so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's, it feels very dreamlike you know even then what a like dark dream where your your power fantasy of taking on something bigger than you has to end in your you know right right <laughs> even even masaki is useless in his own power fantasy which is great that's pathetic i love it
1: okay so now it's score time
0: oh yeah I... you want give it a score I'm gonna give
1: it. A, I, I think out
0: of ten. Out of ten. Okay, classic. All right. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's
0: it's uh it's the best scale. What are you saying? That's tough, man. That's tough. I think so. My my one to ten scale is a very harsh scale. Yeah. You know, I will strict. have
1: it for the common people. My mm. scale will be more more uh, forgiving. I think the but, film
0: critic you. You give it the, the scale you want. Me is the pretentious son of a bitch. I am. Even I think Boiling Point is like a nine out of ten film. It's a special movie, you know. Boiling Point. Boiling Point goes pretty hard, and that's my consensus. Nine out of ten.
1: I was gonna give it a nine out of ten too, but now I want to <laughs> just be. Uh, I just want to be <laughs> a little divisive and just Six say something else. But no, no, yeah. yeah, no. I think I think it's spot on. Like. Nine out of ten. Uh, I would. Th- the, the, the other thing about this movie is it's not like you said in the beginning. It's not one of those like um, shoot 'em up movies. It's not a. It's not like Taken. It's not Fast and the Furious. Um, it's a vibe. It's it's like atmosphere, uh, slice of life. And if you enjoy that kind of stuff, where you like just being in an element or being in in a scene and just experiencing it, this is like one of the perfect movies for it. I can't think of many other movies like it almost it almost makes me think of um the japan thing totally get the similarity but the japan thing barring that lost in translation where it's kind of almost like a slice of life film but i think this is better so
0: no i i get that it's it's i it's i mean i love the the trope of there's a bigger story being told but the focus isn't on that story it's about a character out of their element and that's the shit i'm all about because that's more interesting than like this is the ultra powerful guy who gets shit done like no here's the kid who goes on like a bizarre date with his girlfriend and then a week later he's shooting at yakuza (laughs) you know that's what's uh boiling point real good fucking movie go watch boiling point thank you past ned and uh thank you anyone who found this and gave it a chance and got all the way to the end uh you can find us on email at lights.camera.blokes at gmail.com or check out some of the cool shots from the movies we talked about on Instagram. Uh, that's at lights.camera.blokes. The incredible intro music that you're about to hear again uh, was all courtesy of Julian Kirk. You can check out his band Echo Rec. Uh, their new prog rock album, The Island, is on Spotify now. I highly recommend it. And until next time, keep drinking water, uh, try to get to bed at a reasonable time, and just have a great week. What do we call ourselves? um, Blokes... (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: we can't share this with anybody we love <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah friend. Yeah. you gotta listen to me and my friend <laughs> Just... we have a segment called blokes beat <laughs>